Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Thanks friends for joining us for another Inner Revolution cast. Wanted to consider a thought today about residual grace. Now, when you hear that word residual, uh, oftentimes it's used in marketing schemes or um, you know business where your money is working when you are no longer working. For instance, you're setting up something where your money works for you so you don't have to uh, continue to generate uh, you know the supply and demand or uh, you don't have to generate work hours, but it's something that works by itself. So I'd like to, us to consider that in regards to the grace of God today, how there is residual grace. And we see this uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, a familiar verse, but Paul is saying uh, something very key here that helps us understand the operational nature of God. And this is what's beautiful about the Word of God, is that the Word of God is operational in us. We receive it, and therefore it begins to act, and we enable it, if we could say, uh, as we put our faith and believe in the words of God. So sometimes the word can be factual, just facts or information, but the moment we believe and put our faith in Jesus Christ on a moment-by-moment basis, the word becomes alive, active, on Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Just like we were to consider maybe even a, uh, a wildfire, and there's a lot of wildfires happening now out west, and when you consider just the uh, enormity and power of a wildfire, they can even, uh, n- not, to, not to say that, uh, you know, of course it's ex- exceptionally destructive, but fire is very beautiful in the right place, but obviously, but when you think about the um, the wildfires, it actually changes the, the weather around it. It actually has its own weather system. It impacts it. And um, so, of course, just like a tornado or a typhoon, uh, a hurricane, these are major weather events that impact everything around them uh, in a destructive way. So it's it's all-encompassing, we could say. It's operational based on the um, intensity of the weather systems and the intensity of, of the components of the storm. Well, grace is the same way. Great, the grace of God, the person of Christ, active ministering, is, is operational and keeps being operational even when the person is gone uh, or is no longer ministering uh, in the moment. Uh, Let me illustrate. Uh, When you share the gospel and you present kingdom words, those kingdom words go into the individual's ears and hearts. And even though they reject it, it still is working. It is still ministering. It is still causing uh, contemplation and impression, an impression that leads to demonstration. So, so let's say this, let's say, um, uh, we see, well, let's read the verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 10, 
it shows us this, that, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God, which was in me. Yet not I. So Paul is saying here, I am, I am trained, I am educated, I am diligent, but there's something greater working, and that is the grace of God. So let me give you an illustration. So my wife was in a post office uh, a while back and was um, in line. It was a crazy day and just a lot of bad attitudes and negativity flying around. People were just agitated. And she finally got to the counter and the lady at the counter was just really rude and and just very much did not want to be there. And I think we've all been in those cir circumstances where uh, customer service is not very friendly. And of course, uh, we feel like an interruption to them doing their job. Well, it's easy to give evil for evil. Uh, it's easy to give wrath for wrath. Um, and uh, we understand that, that that is the first natural reaction. But my wife, just walking in the spirit, decided, and that's a big word, decided not only to be filled with the spirit, to be, but to walk in the spirit. And um, as she placed her order and she just recognized this woman was having a terrible day. And instead of taking it personally, she she had this idea i i have some skincare packets in my in my bag here and um you know some samples and maybe i'll just bless her so that's what she did she took it out gave it to the lady and said you know i think you need this today and i hope you have a, a better day than you're having right now and it really surprised the lady the lady was not expecting kindness she was not expecting grace she was not expecting uh, someone to care for her soul. Well, my wife leaves and, uh, you know, she was telling me this story afterwards. And then she had to go back to the post office um, a week or so later. And my wife was kind of dreading it, thinking, you know, it was such a bad experience the first time. But she didn't realize, or we may not realize, that after an action or word of grace, the ministry of grace is still working. It's still working even though we're not present so she went back into that post office and again same long line same hectic and disorganized atmosphere and the lady that she gave the skincare to recognized her and um, she called her right up front so she didn't have to wait in the line and just she began to say thank you for that gesture thank you for that skincare and it really touched the lady and just a simple thing. And this is what's so amazing about simple actions of grace. They really touch and, and take care of the complexities of man. Now, obviously that action did not solve all this woman's problems, but what it did is it had a residual effect during that week or so that she wasn't there. And now that they had reunited, she said, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for showing me kindness. And, you know, uh, my wife was blown away. She was shocked at such a simple thing. But isn't it true how powerful grace is? Grace is exceptionally powerful. And how encouraging it is that it's working 
when we are not working, when we're not present. It's progressively loving the person. It's progressively ministering to the person. This is why when we don't see results, we got to be so careful not to slam the door on people because your words, my words, kingdom words, in Isaiah 58, uh, 55 verse 8, they are going out establishing what God had, had pre-planned them for them to bear fruit. So if you look over in Romans chapter 12, we see this same principle about residual grace. And in 12, 14, and, and, and granted, we don't possess this kind of grace. We must receive God's extravagant kindness for our own lives. And then as we fellowship and, and understand, wow, Lord, you have so graciously given what I don't deserve. And as we fellowship with it and understand the costliness of grace, mercy shows us the costliness of how much it costs the Lord to give us grace. Uh, then it begins to change our heart. It begins to change our heart attitude. It begins to change our language. It begins to change our behavior. It begins to change our expectation of entitlement. It begins to humble us knowing that we deserve nothing. Well, in 12, 14 says, bless them which persecute you and bless and curse not. This whole chapter, rejoice with them, be of the same mind one to another, mind not high things. 17, recompense to no man evil for evil, but provide things honest in the sight of man. Let me illustrate. So if you and I give evil for evil, which is so easy to do in this antagonistic world, this charged world, I mean, it's crazy on the news, online, you see people fighting each other. There's such a, a violent, um, people are like pins in a grenade, a word can set them off. Uh, but when the Holy Spirit controls us, first comes, um, the natural may come first, but we recover and then the spiritual is implemented and you know what happens when we initiate through the spirit something higher then what happens there's a ministry opportunity now if i give evil for evil there's no ministry opportunity but if you and i initiate from the spirit that's a higher that's a higher ministry and we're leading people higher if we just get angry and and thrash out at people then that's what they expect. But when you and I give what's not expected, then that, you know, the person might think, wow, like this lady at the post office, why would that person be kind to me? Uh, they knew they were rude. Why would they give me something um, back that actually was kind? I mean, that's what is speaking to people. Uh, that residual ministry of the spirit is ministering uh, and causing uh, questions and uh, thoughts, that impression and that demonstration will lead to uh, a, a transformation. Well, uh, Paul is saying here, um, again, live peaceably with all men in verse 18. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place, but do not give place to wrath, for it is written, ver verily, uh, vengeance is mine, and I will repay, saith the Lord. So if we react, then we're taking the we're taking the place of God. Now, if you're in a place where you've done this, don't condemn yourself. We've all gone off the handle, and uh, we've had we've grown horns and breathed fire. Uh, that's not the issue. The issue is now. The issue is today. The issue is what will I do today? Not if, but when we are 
um, despitefully used or despitefully spoken to or disrespected or mocked or shamed. We, we should be preparing our hearts for this type of confrontation, not to take it personally and uh, not to think too highly of ourselves. Like, so what, you know, um, and not to get in this justice trail, like you should not treat me. Do you know who I am? It's like that is not a ministry attitude. Okay, notice this verse. And this is where it gets interesting. Verse 20 and 21. Therefore, if your enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in doing so, you heap coals of fire on his head. Okay. So if your enemy today, and remember, your enemy is, is the devil. Your people are not your enemy. Your spouse is not your enemy. Your um, whatever you could put in there, um, naturally speaking, flesh and blood are not your enemy. It's really the devil behind the scenes. So make sure you're fighting the right enemy. But when your enemy, let's say, okay, someone is at work and they are uh, crusading. I was talking to a guy how one guy at his work was crusading against him to get him fired. And it was nuts because this man, you know, this brother was just saying, could you pray for me? I don't want to feed this I don't want to get entangled with this web. So he began to pray and the Lord totally turned it around. And actually the man that tried to get him fired was exposed and he was fired. So it's almost like Haman, you know, you know, Mordecai, uh, you know, in his wisdom exposed the lie. And Haman, who had set up those gallows for Mordecai, he was the one that was hung on them. So if your enemy is hungry, don't only feed him, but go the extra mile, give him something to drink. Now, again, we do not possess this kind of kindness and attitude. This is something we receive. But when we act on it, that residual grace, that action of grace keeps speaking. It keeps ministering. It keeps loving, even when we're gone, even when the action is done. And a lot of pre-salvation work is based on residual grace where people in Romans 2, 4, see the goodness of God, and it causes them to think, it causes them to question, it causes them to see something that they've never seen before. So don't underestimate where you are today in your actions of grace. I'm not saying be a doormat. I'm not saying being a, do not be a whipping post, do not have a martyrdom type of attitude, but be an initiator of grace, be a presenter of grace, be an in, introduce grace into your relationships, introduce grace in your conversation, just like you'd introduce yourself to some, someone say, hey, my name is, um, you know, my name is Jason. Okay, nice to meet you, Jason, you know, and then the whole niceties that come after that. We can say this in a funny way. Hi, this is Grace. Grace, you know, how are you? And and what, what are you all about? And then we introduce the action and attitude of God in the grace of God. And you know what happens? Because it's kingdom, because it's anointed, because it is something that um, that is supernatural, it will penetrate, it will work, it will constantly work, it will progressively work. And no matter what the results are, no matter what the ridiculous uh feeling you may have by instead of giving evil for evil you give good like matthew chapter 5 43 through 48 
says, do good to those that despitefully use you. Like what reward do you have if you only do good to those that love you? There's no reward in that. Your reward, my reward is when we give to our enemy what they so desperately need, but they do not, um, they do not deserve it. So just to provoke you today, residual grace, residual grace. God, in Romans 10, 21, his arms are open to the evil and the unthankful all day long. Why? Because he is waiting for us just to turn and we, he will run to us. Thank God for the grace of God. It is often by the natural looked at as weakness. Um, people will take advantage of you maybe, but in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 through 12 through 14, really, it is something that is deep. It's the deep things of God that the natural man does not understand. So don't give natural for natural today. And if you do recover and just be led by the spirit, maybe someone's actions towards you were just silent. And God is using your countenance. God is using your body language. God is using your lack of retaliation as a witness. But if you speak, speak uh, not in uh, vengeance today. And this is a this is a, a huge lesson that um, you know we're learning. And I'm not saying we're pacifists. That's not what I'm saying. But and I'm not saying give a silent consent to those things that should be addressed, by the way, but it's our spirit, it's our action, it's the way we handle ourselves. Let it heap coals of fire, let it, let it be speaking to that person, let them be perplexed. Why is it that you're not defending yourself? Why is it that you're loving me when I deserve to be um when I deserve wrath. So residual grace, Lord, help us to receive and fellowship with your grace today and then give it and let the ministry of the grace of God operationally do the impossible work. Amen. God bless you. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.